This show is presented by Manscaped. Sign up for 20% off at manscaped.com using the promo code... Dangle. Thank you. Steve was too far over. Okay. Okay. So again, promo code Dangle, 20% off. Thank you, Manscaped. We love you. Let's hit it. Steve's beating me up because oh, I God. smiled at him. I just smiled at him. I merely smiled at him. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. God, it's not like I made a joke about your wife or something. Whoa. <laughs> hey, hey. That would warrant a hey. slap. Then hey. you can slap him. All right? You're so lucky you're not on stage in front of an enormous audience right now. Yeah. Oh, man. And also that I am so rich. Oh, so, so lucky that so, I'm not that's so rich. Very so important rich. to the whole story. Yeah, that's it is, key. It's rather it's relevant for sure. It's now, a factor. Before we talk about hockey culture, okay. about there's so much um, on the, the bananas, banana sandwich comments from Tyson Nash and the Zegris and the Beagle and the everybody's weighing in. The thing that you need to know most of all right now, actually, there's two of them. The first one is that Steve is officially out of his playoff fantasy pool oh, as of today. Loser. Omar, Tic Tac Toe Omar wanted, me, wanted, to, uh, wanted to say that Steve uh, was on the verge yesterday of being out of the first round of the playoffs, and he is officially eliminated as of this morning. Omar's not even his, the one who beat me. Like, his, why did he feel the need to tell you yeah. that? Yeah. That's I don't know. so Maybe mean. Your two ridiculous goalie strategy uh, didn't work for you. Yeah. No, it's three goalies. Oh, what did he have? Uh, you, you drafted three goalies. Yeah, no, I had uh, <laughs> Vasilevsky, uh-huh. Hellebuck, and my sleeper, Cal Peterson, who I should have held on to because he ended up, yeah. he's, he's good now, yeah. but uh, he struggled at the beginning of the season and then he got hurt. When we start a fantasy show on this network, I just, I want Steve to be on it and mm-hmm. I want it to be <laughs> all Dude. the things you did wrong in your fantasy this year. And Jesse, you can break it down for people so they don't make the same mistakes. I made such a comeback too, considering how bad I started. and. Yeah, just never, never got it back together. Ooh. There was some players who I held on to because ah, uh, they'll get out of it, and then they never did. And then the ones I cut bait on did get out of it, like Rupe Hints. Oh. I, I drafted him. You dropped him? I dude, I held on to him for two months. He didn't do shit, and then he comes back and he's honest to goodness one of the best players in the league. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. To be well. fair to you, this season was a little tricky with all the stoppages and all the COVID situations, yeah. but it sounds like you also didn't handle your lineup too well. I didn't. There's a reason <laughs> I keep going, hey, the Blues, they got a bunch of underrated players. They like single-handedly saved my season. Nice. Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, Ivan Barbashev, uh, oh, Kirill Kaprizov, and I almost, almost sold low on Alex Brincat. Really mm. glad I didn't do that shit. Yeah, he's picked it up really lately, glad. hasn't he? That guy's like guaranteed for 40 goals a year every year. Nobody ever talks about him. He's so good. I know. Yeah. He's so, well, Adam does. Adam, 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 Adam tries to. I love yeah. Alex yeah. Debrincat. Adam loves the Blackhawks. Debrincat. <laughs> Huge Debrincat. fan of the Blackhawks, Ooh. Adam Wilde. Ooh. Always complimenting them. <laughs> yeah. Just, Never critical. You know, <laughs> what I can't wait for in my life is another Rocky Words press conference. I can't wait for that. Or no. Yeah, no, Rocky. Danny's the younger one, right? Danny is the younger one, and he looks like Will Ferrell doing James Lipton. <laughs> and every I, that wow. dawned on me recently, and wow. I was like, "Well, can't unsee that." Oh man, um, you know it's funny. This the timing of this is insane. I don't know how this happened, but the second thing you need to know about on STPN today is that we launched a very special episode. Ken Dryden 
the who, who's can, a notably accomplished nothing. Yeah, yeah. He he only uh, he only played. He only I think in his entire career he lost fifty seven games yeah. over nine years with the Montreal Canadiens. Ridiculous. That's how good they were. I was writing the description and I included things like uh, six Stanley Cups, five Vesna trophies. <laughs> oh, and then also he's a member of Parliament, a lawyer. Uh, Order of Canada, and I I had to stop. Ran the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ran the Toronto Maple. I had to stop because there's just too many things he's accomplished. Yeah, in his life. and most notably, I've never seen this before. The only goalie I've ever seen to play more than half a decade and have more ties than losses. That's yeah, that's true. That team was insane. That Montreal team was crazy. So dumb. So, and the thing about that is, and and Alan told me this before, and he's like, none of that interests Ken. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's like, Ken doesn't give. A hoot, and it's very apparent about about Ken's career. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and which is <laughs> a long time ago. And he's like, he's like, look him up. Do you do you see him do any interviews about his own career ever? So I did, and he does not. And we're not talking about Ken's career here. We're talking about head head injuries, and I think it dovetails perfectly into the topic we're about to get into. But Ken Ken Dryden is um, Ken Dryden's not. I wouldn't call Ken Dryden an idealist. I would call him somebody who's um what do they call it? it's a p word it's uh Ken <laughs> No it's a uh, pragmatic Oh he's pragmatic Ken talks about in this how the NHL does need to ban headshot And and you know when you hear that the instant thing on Twitter is what do you want fighting out of the game and hitting out of the game And Ken's like listen by banning headshots it doesn't mean headshots won't occur but by having a minimum strict penalty for them you will then eventually get them out of the game. And he brings up a really great example, which is puck over glass. And he's like, uh, at the beginning, people were hooting and hollering about how that was going to go. And look at that. Still happens, but it happens a lot less now, doesn't it? Because people know. They've yeah. learned. Yeah. And so Ken, Ken doesn't believe that you can take the danger out of hockey. No, doesn't believe that right. you can solve the concussion issue. But he says, you know, the main crux of his argument, and I think it's really important that you hear this now and then you go and you listen to the show is this isn't a man who's just out there complaining. Here's, here's a guy who's talked to the doctors, written a book about Steve Montador, which, by the way, includes chapters on Mark Savard and Keith Primo, which are very, very, like, have nothing to do with Montador specifically in his story, but so interesting about how their careers ended because of concussion. Right. And you know Mark, obviously. Of course. And, and he goes in and he says, okay, the NHL always says, you know, we're, we are, we're, we're working on this situation. We're doing something. We're doing a little more this year. Ken said, listen, the, your, if your response is not proportional to the problem, then you're not doing it. Hmm. As in, yeah, it's like, oh, we've got a leak in our basement and we put a plastic bucket underneath it. Uh, so that should hold the leak up a little bit. That is not what I tried. That's in your basement. You had to dig out the... I kicked a hole in the wall first to yeah. find out where the crack was. And the, then we dug up the side of the house. There it is, right? <laughs> yes. And so, so Ken goes into practical ways that you can do that. Tells some great stories along the way too. And I, I have to say... Um, he gets about as passionate as I've ever seen Ken Dryden, who's highly analytical. And, uh, and I'm really hoping that, that, you, that you give it a listen because this isn't just somebody yelling into a microphone going, ban all headshots, change the game of hockey. This is a realistic version from a guy who is a Hall of Famer, five, what is it, five Stanley Cups or six, six Stanley, five yeah. Vesna trophies. The guy is, the pedigree is there. And there's a way to do this where we still see huge hits. We still see the occasional, you know, scuffle around the net, but that we're not intentionally going, let's blow this, this, this guy's head off his body. 
Right. And and I think that uh, I think you're absolutely going to be blown away by this. And I have a feeling that the audience for this is it's more than just an audience like us. It's an audience of people in the NHL. Alan, as you know, is very passionate about this. Ken is very passionate about this. And there are some important meetings happening this week. And I'm hoping those people hear it. You know what? They might. Sometimes I talk into this microphone and I'm like, I hope this makes its way to the right people. And I know realistically this is not making it into the NHL brain trust room. Alan's show with, well, and especially with Ken Dryden. Yeah, I think it, I kind of think it does. It does. It does. And, and then you're there too, man. Right. Well, I'm. <laughs> literally, wow. No, you're not wrong. Like, I'm. I, I, sometimes you got to understand your role in a show. I'm a passenger. Yo, Adam, you do a great job. It's a great show. Listen, some not every listen. And sometimes it's 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 the one person's got to read the map, the other's got to drive the car. I'm reading the map. I mean, if you were, if it was me, mm-hmm. Alan would be like, well, you know, Ken, there's this, there's that, there's that. Ken, what do you think? And I'd be like, well, you know what I think. <laughs> and uh, you can't have that. You gotta. <laughs> Why no, I think it'll reach uh, the right people and get into the right hands is is parts of the show like when. Um, Ken Dryden calls out Donald Theo directly. Like he he says Don's name. He says, "Is your job not to protect the players while they're playing and afterwards? And if that is your role as the head of the NHLPA, you are not doing a, the right job." And like those words coming from Ken Dryden hold weight, and I mm-hmm. think uh, it'll land from person to person to person, eventually reach the right people, so that people like Donald Fear hear this. And they understand that they are not doing an adequate job in protecting NHL players post career and during their career. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed, agreed. And and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. Then Alan tells a really uh, some interesting stuff off the top of the show too. So let's get into it, Jesse. Can we play the um, can Just we the play audio. the audio? <laughs> and no, we can play the video too because it's on Twitter, so it's public domain mm, now. No, we can't. Yeah, we can. It's footage from an NHL. No, we can't. How does it make it on the thing without being taken down? That's a great question, Adam, but I'm, I can, Jesse, are we going to get demonetized if we put this on YouTube? We'll see. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) let's try it. No. Anyway. No, we don't need to, it doesn't, it doesn't help to play. You've all seen the, the, you've all seen it. (laughs) It's it's Trevor Zegris and Troy Terry and Jay Superstar Beagle. Let's have a listen to what Tyson, Tyson Nash has to say about the whole situation. Try to poke it in behind Kozinosh. And now Fowler, and now everything's going to happen here, and Jay Beagle grabs a hold of somebody. Oh, uh, you knew that was going to start something, and I love it. Yeah, Beagle. Beagle's pounding somebody. Troy Terry. Yeah, Beagle caught him up high. Oh, man. And Beagle's going to fight someone else here. And Terry's hurt. Jay Beagle caught Troy Terry with a couple. Uh, that's the problem sometimes with these young players. You, you want to embarrass guys and you want to skill it up, you better be prepared to get punched in the mouth. Beagle wants to go with Fowler. I think Fowler wants to go with him. Uh, I'd love to see him let him go. Well, I haven't seen Jay Beagle like that all season. He, he's you haven't seen Jay up. Beagle all season. I love it. Good for Jay Beagle. He's a veteran player that's been around a long time and he's watching these young kids dance around these fancy moves all right 
I think we can take it there. Is there any more? I don't think there's more. So, so here's so there's a lot there. Yes. So remember how I told you a couple episodes ago the Philadelphia Flyers were total shit, and so what they decided to do, <laughs> and the and the and the, not not now, which they are, but when they were expansion team, they were total shit. So what did they decide to do? They got big, they got up. heavy, and they said you're going to play down to our level. Yeah. That's what Jay Beagle did, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now Can you describe what happened on the play for people who haven't seen it. Everybody's listening. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna I, let you I do was it. like, you do it, stupid. I'm gonna let you do it, Steve, because no. I think you're very good at this. Well, okay, so it's five nothing. Trevor Zegers comes in. Um he says that the puck was eligible to be played. It is the coyotes contention that it was not. So they didn't like that he's poke, uh, poking their goalie, especially when it's five nothing. Um so Beagle comes in and gives him a shot, um, kinda in a sensitive area. Troy Terry comes in for his guy. And maybe the mistake Troy Terry makes is he grabs Beagle expecting to restrain him, not expecting to fight him. So Beagle proceeds to beat the brakes off of this young man. Um, And I'm sure you've seen the picture going around Twitter of uh, Troy Terry had quite the mangled face after. His left eye was like, you couldn't even open it. And I'm not trying to say this to insult Louis Erickson, but his greatest contribution to hockey this season um, was restraining Trevor Zegras um, throughout all this because that young man was going to get demolished. That's that's uh, he was going to be turned into Tony Soprano's favorite drink, some pulp orange juice. Um, so thank goodness he he didn't get in, involved. The most important part of all of that is uh, there's a young man named Connor Walchuk. Uh, he's on the ice there. He's a member of the Leafs organization in uh, my Twitch streams. One hundred sixty-seven. <laughs> I was like, why him, uh, is this relevant? We signed him in 2020, uh, 2026. Is and he he's good? Been, he's been a great member of the organization. He's played for the Marlies. The Marlies have won two Calder Cups. With and, him? Uh, he was a member of those teams, yeah. Hey, Sid Six Arrow, yeah. what, do, what do you, would you say about the Calder Cup? The Calder Cup means something in video games. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay. So then Trevor Zegris, and Jesse, you've got this quote. Yes. Trevor Zegris said, it's embarrassing for the league after the game. I'm paraphrasing. Jesse has the real life quote. You have it? You have him actually saying it? Yeah, I have oh, a, his Jesse, you're a sexy boy. His comments, post-game comments are right here. And I'm going to play them. Why'd you say that like Stewie? Hmm? Like Stewie Stewie sexy. <laughs> here we go. The audio is awful. Two minutes but that's the game. We're up 5 nothing. Guy, our best player, our leading goal scorer. One of the best players, in my opinion, in the whole league. Takes a shot. Or I take a shot. He comes in to help me. I get, I'm not going to name the player, but I, I get that he's going to punch him maybe once. But the fact that he's down and he's not engaged in a fight, you're going you're gonna to hit him three more times. I think it's embarrassing. Um, I think he should be embarrassed. Um, I'm not going to comment any further on whether or not I think he should have even been able to get to Troy while he was on the ice. Um, but I'm, I'm embarrassed that he even got that far. Um, I appreciate Troy sticking up for me because I think that's that's a, that's a nonsense cross-check with two minutes left in a 5 nothing game. Um, I'm embarrassed for whoever that was. I'm not going to say his name. Um, and I think the, the league should step in here and, and do something about it. Was the puck loose when you, you kind of jabbed at it? And 100% you... loose. And I get you're going to hit me in the back, but you don't punch a guy when he's down, especially a 32-goal scorer in the NHL who's a superstar. Um, I think it's embarrassing. I think it's a bad look for the league. And for the player that did it, it's, it's humiliating, and I think he should be fucking punished. 
So um, I want to appreciate. I want to say that I'm really me. glad that they were able to keep the freight train schedule going as the interview <laughs> was happening. Um, but you know, it's important, guys. We got supply chain issues. We can't. We can't stop this train for nobody. You know what? I got made fun of years ago. I had a. I think it was an uh, iPod Touch um, with, with a camera on it, and but I also had an audio recorder. And I recorded interviews with the Marleys holding the iPod Touch and with the oh, audio. Smart. He's syncing up later. And I got made fun of. I was like, listen, I can't afford a big old camera, but I got <laughs> these two things. I sync up the audio with the video. Look at this. It looks great. It sounds great. And I don't know why I got made fun of for essentially not having any money. <laughs> and living hey, with my parents. poor intern. Yeah. Have you like, tried not being poor Basically, the game? Well, because had I not done that, it would have sounded <laughs> like That's that. That's because you were poor. I was poor. What car were you driving? What was your family station That was wagon? the 1995 Ford Tourist Station oh, wagon. Oh, that was a sexy car. Yeah. Choo -choo. Went, I don't think it went above 80 kilometers an hour. No, uh, you could get it all the way up to 105 <laughs> and the wheel would shake. And it so, was not a good time. No so, air conditioning either. That was fun driving to the zoo every day. Obviously, right. Trevor Zegris is pissed about this mm. right yeah and and you can understand why first off is his buddy mm -hmm. right oh, so on a pal, human level you get that and and this buddy of his just stuck up for him i get that yeah uh the other thing i would say is that you have somebody who has and i'm bringing up his stats right now because i think it's important you have somebody actually you know forget forget the stats for a moment you have somebody who did not engage in a fight took a punch and then Continued to not fight and went down, and the punches continued. Yeah, it's it's interesting because Zegers doesn't appear to have a problem with most of what happened. Mm -hmm. It's it's that the it's the three punches. Now while there he is was down. there is a three inch and thirty pound difference between Jay Beagle and Troy Terry. <coughs> there is a thirty goal difference between Jay Beagle and Troy Terry. Thirty one. No thirty. Oh, is it? Troy Terry's yeah. got 30. Oh, so Zegers lied? He doesn't have 32? Beagle's got, uh, Beagle's <coughs> got one in 26 games this year. Now, we will get it to the commentary of it in just a moment. But the event itself does highlight something about hockey that, you know, uh, that we find frustrating. Because here's the thing. You can, you can say to me whatever you want to say after this, but I love the physical aspect of hockey. Yes. I love a great body check. A nice, clean body check. I actually think it's so stupid when players get blown up cleanly and their teammates go and start a fight. I think that's so stupid. A hundred percent. I hate that. That bothers me so much. Yeah. Like you, you're, Do you, you see? Come on, you loser. Like, like take the hit. Yeah. You, you were exposed. Take the hit. Do you see uh, what I mean by we have to start every conversation from the beginning? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> we're not allowed to say, hey, this incident doesn't sit well with me without a, a crowd of people going, I guess you just don't like hockey then. Yeah. Try golf. Steve, what, what do you think of the, uh, the Trevor Zegers, Troy Terry, uh, Jay Beagle thing? Well, the first game I ever went to was February 5th, 1994. Yeah. It was the Leafs and Red Wings. Yeah. And from then on, I became a shut up. The hitting thing is so important because it works both ways. Like, I can, I can hate when a guy fights a guy because of a clean hit. So I hate when a guy fights a guy because of a clean goal. Like, I hate both of them. Mm. Like, you're, you're wrong on both sides if you're overreacting to something that's just allowed in hockey. The other, the other thing... Twitter is such a good vessel for showing people things and it's the worst vessel for conversation. Yes. And there were a thousand different conversations to be had coming out of this. And they were all happening all at once. All happening all at once. <laughs> what do you think of what Jay Beagle did? What do you think of what Tyson Nash said? 
what do you think about uh, what Brent Sopel tweeted at me? Um, which we, we can maybe get into later. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad for the guy. Do you recommend cooking a turkey for three hours or four hours? There's a lot of people. There's a lot of things happening on Twitter on Saturday night after this. I just, <laughs> no, it just, it got, it did. It got so ridiculous. What? The the conversation morphed so much yeah. from what actually happens. So yeah. We're going to get over, we're just going to get to the couple issues that we, we see here, right? Sure. And I think the first thing is, yeah, there's a, they're about, I mean, Beagle's a little bit older, a little bit heavier. But here's my first problem. I don't have a problem with Jay Beagle coming in and hitting a guy from behind after he, you know, after he perceives that the puck was already underneath the goalie. I don't have a problem with that at all. I don't have a problem with Troy Terry engaging with him, doing a little bit of a glove face wash or whatever. They throw a few like fake punches at each other. Yeah. Don't have a problem with any of that. That's the way it is, and and I'm fine with scrums like that. Guys coming in and hitting somebody after they take a dig at the goalie happens like five times a game. Yes. You know, that happens all the time. My problem is that one player (coughs) hit another player while that other player was down on the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My, My other problem is this. The NHL is a business, right? And in a business, you have to look at assets. You have to look at where your growth is coming from. And you have to look at, you know, parts of your business. You've, if you've got a business that's multifaceted, you may have a, grow, a growth sector, like a growth asset, and you may have one that's sort of on the way out and that you're, you know, you're not long from setting loose. And that's what the NHL is looking at here. Jay Beagle's not an NHL player this year if it, if it is not for the contract that Jim Benning signed with Jay Beagle after the cup run for the Washington Capitals. It's very clear from his play I know that he works hard. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Jay Beagle is not an NHL player. And frankly, not in neither is Louis Erickson. No. And maybe Antoine Roussel is on like a, a league men deal. Maybe. All three of those guys were cap dump players from the Vancouver Canucks, right? Yeah. And so they J- need to be on a team that needs to reach the floor. That's right. Remember, those, yes. those contracts are very important for this NHL roster because they don't want to ice an actual team. That still didn't reach the floor, by the way. But that's another matter. That's crazy. And, and so, so Jay... No offense to him personally, but Jay knows why he's there. Mm-hmm. We all know why Jay's there. The Coyotes know why. They weren't like, Jay, we're so excited to have you and, and the skill that you bring. He, I'm sure he's a good dressing room guy, but the reality of the situation is you have an asset that is not really an asset. Jay Beagle is what you consider a liability at this point. Going after a key asset, a core asset, a person that if the NHL actually marketed its stars... You could build a gigantic fan base around him. What, what, what Troy Terry and Trevor Zegris and Sonny Milano are doing in Anaheim is nothing short of incredible on a shit team. And they're creating excitement. Young kids want to be these guys. That's the kind of guy you want to build. And you've got one goal in 26 games, plug, cap dunk, cap dump, Jay Beagle, mm-hmm. pummeling him to the point where he can't see out of his eye. That, for me, from a business perspective, is a problem. I like, I don't know. Again, I keep hearing about this code. There's well, a, there's a code. So then, no. So what? All, what almost always happens in these situations is, you know, goalies are going to get poked. So let's let's uh, let's use the Leafs as an example. Leafs and Flyers, actually. Let's use that as an example. Uh, Homer. I know. So let's say Colin Blackwell comes in. Five foot nine. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, Carter Hart's going to pick it up or uh, cover the puck, and Colin Blackwell pokes at it. 
Now it's up for debate. Was it covered? Was it not covered? It's the NHL. There's tons of gray area. Tons of gray area. Zach McEwen comes in. Is he going to confetti gloves and just start beating up Colin Blackwell? Well, he should. Yeah. No, what always happens, what always happens is he'll grab that player Mm -hmm. and immediately look up for, okay, where's my actual dance partner? (laughs) Right. And it's Wayne Simmons. Yes. If, like, if Colin Blackwell is on the ice and Colin Blackwell has the transgression, it won't be Zach McEwen beating the hell out of Colin Blackwell. It'll be fighting Wayne Simmons. Which is why Zegras said that Beagle, who he would not mention, he who must not be named. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the only uh, silly uh, part on Zegras' part. I won't fucking say his name again. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It was. It was. <laughs> so the reason that, that, that Zegras is saying this is embarrassing is for that, what you just pointed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you might argue, well, the Ducks don't have that anymore. And that they was traded, argued on Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, they traded Nick Delorier. And I mean, yeah, of course they traded Nick Delorier. Like, what? one of the arguments used by Tyson Nash was, well, the Ducks suck. They lost 11 in a row. Well, yeah, shitty teams trade off players on expiring deals or whatever, and they try to get more assets. And I don't know. What do you want? It just... Based on the, everything I've ever heard about the code, mm-hmm. Jay Beagle cannot beat the shit out of Troy Terry. Yeah. Like, there's no honorable... There's no honor there. No honor whatsoever. The dude doesn't have his gloves off. There's no m- mutual combat. What do you say to the people who say, well, Troy decided to engage Jay Beagle? Yeah, he cross-checked his guy in the, in the back. Now, it, you know, it's not... Uh, you know, a poke at the glove is not equal to a cross check to the back mm-hmm. is not equal to getting fed while you're down. You know, I don't know. I just, I feel like every I think hockey you do conversation know. I think you do has know. to happen from the beginning. It's here's the problem, right? And we're going to get into several conversations here. What BX has said on hockey night in Canada. We'll get into that. Sure. Well, uh, what, um, Tyson Nash said mm-hmm. about like the the smirking that Trevor Zegras did or mm-hmm. the the showboating or whatever. You got to know someone's going to come and kick your ass. He's right. He is right. But that's the problem. That somebody's kicking your ass because you scored a goal and you're happy about it. Yeah. Yes. And you're celebrating your 5-0 lead. Don't go down 5 nothing. Don't literally don't the, go down 5 nothing. The amount of feeling savings from the tough guy crowd is shocking. Yep. You saw Tyson Nash, and he clarified his comments, by the way, and he said this. Do you want me to play the audio? Oh, from Craig Morgan's yeah. podcast? Yeah, Craig S. Morgan. By the way, we should shout out his podcast, and we're going to bring it up. Uh, do you have the name of it? Yeah, uh, special episode. It is Phoenix Coyotes Podcast, but it's spelled P-H-N-X. Okay. Well, Craig does great work. Has he does. a long time. He, he does. Doesn't get enough love because, I mean, the team doesn't get enough. Ado, coverage, let's just throw it over to Tyson and hear what he had to say. All right, Tyson, let me just start by asking you to clarify what it is you were trying to say in the game the other night against the Ducks that created such a controversy. Well, uh, first of all, I appreciate you reaching out and uh, actually uh, doing some homework and asking me, wanting my opinion. on. I hate that. I absolutely hate when people are like, oh, thanks for actually uh, doing yeah. this and not going with the Twitter narrative. Yeah, Adam, no. here, can, can you grab that box of tissue and give it to Tyson? 
<laughs> Here you go, Tyson. Yeah. Tyson. There, there, there you go. There you go. Hey, you know that thing like, that you said publicly for everybody to hear? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess you need a clarification on that. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's called a microphone. Thanks for actually following up on my uh, crazy comments. Yeah. Well, Careful. Yeah, thanks for paying me, Tyson. Ugh, the respect. Anyway, sorry. What I meant. Um, a lot of people didn't do that. They they were quick to fire off uh, after just listening to a, a small snippet of you know one thing that I said on on the broadcast. If you would have been able to follow. Uh, the story from start to finish from Pause the pregame show all yeah. the way. You through. see what he's doing there? Yeah. First, he's like victim because <laughs> because well, I I got clipped and put on Twitter on the Twitter, and second, he's like, and all these people are idiots too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not only is he upset about the thing that he said being put on on blast, he's mad that you even criticized him and didn't ask him as though 40,000 people could just go, hey, Tyson, what do you think? It's the Simpsons and, when, right. <laughs> when Homer is getting put into witness protection and Craig Morgan is there going, hello, Mr. Thompson. <laughs> T- trying to, hey, Tyson, this is how you win back hearts and minds. And he's like, I just want to start by talking to all the Twitter cuck piece of shits out there. And like, bro. By the way, you should feel bad for me and you're all stupid. That's yeah, literally yeah. what he just said. How, how do you think this is going? Good? Do you think it's going good? It's not. Oh, we, we need to keep Sorry, going. Sorry, let's keep going. So my, bad, much, my bad. My there's bad. There's so much good stuff many? that we need to pause that. So right, we'll sorry. Sorry. So, so talk about let, let him talk without us interrupting. Yeah, I'll right. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Trevor Zegras and <laughs> no, Troy Terry and the talent that these guys have and the highlight reel goals that they, they scored and did score, end up scoring in, in, the, in the game. If you would have heard my, uh, my call on, on the broadcast after the goal uh, and all the things that I said, I am, I'm all about the skill. That, that is not uh, even close to the truth and, and what, uh, what I was trying to say. All I was trying to say was the fact that Listen, this is a, a really skilled player. Um, you know, when instead of maybe saying, you know, if you want to skill it up, I should have said hot dog it up. And maybe that would have been a better thing to say. Um, but, you know, listen, this is a team that came in. Uh, they, they lost 11 games in a row. Uh, they're winning five to nothing in the other team's building. And what people don't see and what they didn't see and that I did see, it's the smirks. It's the celebration after the goal. It's the taunting. It's the smiling at the at the other team's bench, uh, and then it's the poke. You you poke the goalie, and Craig, this has been going on for a thousand years in the National Hockey League. A thousand times a year it happens. You poke the goalie, usually something occurs afterwards. Why Trevor Zegers was in there poking the goalie in a five nothing game is absolutely beyond me. And that's all I said. If you're gonna you know do what you did throughout the game. And with the smiling and the smirking, which I saw, which doesn't always show up on TV clearly, then that is what you have to be prepared for. And to be clear, to be clear, you were between the benches, right? I had the best seat in the house. I'm between yeah. the benches. I watched the interactions of the players all game long. And I listen. I love this kid. Absolutely love him. Everything about him. I love the cockiness. I love the swagger. But I'm just saying, if you if you're gonna do some certain things throughout the game. There are consequences still in the National Hockey League. And the hot dogging is, again, probably the word and the term I should have used on the broadcast instead of skilling it up. It means because it makes me sound like I don't enjoy the skill of the NHL, which could be farther, not farther from the truth. I mean, I, I love everything about it. But also, like, I, when I played, Joel Quindle didn't allow me on the ice in the last five minutes of the game. If I was, because I was always yelling and smirking and chirping at the other bench. So he was trying to save my life. Right. But I also knew that because I did that, 
I had to be prepared at all times to know what might be coming. And in in my mind, if anyone's to blame in, in all of this, I mean, it's Trevor Zegras. Like I've seen, and I just don't know why he was in there poking the goalie at that time of the game. All right, I, I let's really talk don't. About, let's talk about that specific play then. 537 left in the game, like you said, 5-0 lead. What's a player's perspective on that situation right there? And do you think what transpired was more than just the poking at the goalie? Was it about Zegers' lacrosse style goal earlier too? Um, I, again, I think it was it was the progression of the game. And if people actually sat down and watched the game from start to finish, they'd be like, okay, it's 5 nothing. These guys coming in, losing 11 games in a row. And now they're, you know, hooting it up and, you know, the the uh, the uh, Globetrotters out there, you know. And it just, for me, it was a combination of things. You poke the goalie, that's a green light. That is an absolute green light to give it to someone that has just poked your goalie. You're protecting him. And then all of a sudden, Troy Terry comes flying in there like any good teammate does. And he gets his, his face punched in. And Jay Beagle got what, five career NHL fights. He's not a mean guy. He's not a dirty guy. It's not Bob Probert. And he, you know, went and did what he had to do. He was protecting himself. It's like- I don't know why, if, if I go and, and again, I understand that in hockey, you accept when you get on the ice that you can get punched in the face. But if I've never had a fight before, or I've never slapped someone at the Oscars before, <laughs> does that mean then that the slap is, it means less? Right. Like, mm, I know, right. like I said last week, like it, when we talked about the Will Smith thing, yes, he's got all that and you sort of have to, you sort of have to say, hey, like, this is not a history of this, but also like, are you fucking kidding me? But, you like, still can't do that. Yeah. You still did it. And I, I, here's what drove me nuts about this. And, and Tyson Nash goes on to talk about this. I highly encourage you to listen to that podcast. Um, yeah, Craig I guess Morgan, we shouldn't play the whole thing. Yeah, Craig yeah. Morgan asked if Jay Beagle should have backed off when Terry appeared vulnerable and Nash said, no, not at all. That's the part you didn't hear. I kept waiting for it to come up. Oh. And, and so, listen, here's, here's the problem that I have. First off, what does hot dog it up mean? Skill it up? Like, I mean, it's the same. I, I, I guess he's embarrassed for saying a term that sounded silly. Uh-huh. But then he clarified that, like, to me, uh, if I understand what you mean, that's, that's called talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you skill it up, hot dogging it. I mean, they mean the same shit. What's wrong with hot dogging in se- in the sense of the term? Like, if if you're winning a huge uh, a sporting game, like I'm trying to put it in this context of any sport where you just want to celebrate being up a lot of points on the other team. What's mm-hmm. wrong with that? What's wrong with bat flipping when you hit a home run? What's wrong with flexing after you hit a sl- if you after you do a slam dunk? What's wrong with dancing in the end zone after a touchdown? What's wrong know. with celebrating a goal and smiling with your teammates after being up five nothing? What's wrong with ha- being happy when you're playing a sport? Especially seen, after you've why, lost eleven games in a row. Why is that a call a call to action for the other team to beat you in the face? Yeah, Re- remember when Matthews did the. Uh, the, the Hulk Hogan ear in Chicago when yep. he scored in Chicago, and then Patrick Kane excitedly beat the shit out of him. <laughs> that didn't no, happen. Patrick Kane, like, <laughs> 10 seconds later, scored the tying goal yeah. and did it back. That was that was awesome. That's how you react within a game to come back at the other team who's celebrating just scoring points. You don't go out there and uh, enact violence on the other person. I don't know. It's- how about, well, so this is the thing that used to drive me nuts about Don Cherry. Even from a little kid thing. He'd always be like, don't embarrass the other team. You're up six nothing. What are you? 
Oh, you score a goal. Why are you try, still trying to score goals? Like you'd, see, you'd hear him say that, right? And, oh, you don't want to embarrass the other team? They might do it to you next time. So here's the thing with hockey that I've never understood, especially from the tough guy crowd. And I call that tough guy crowd because it really doesn't make any sense at all. If you're truly tough, then you look inward when you get embarrassed and go, well, fuck, that was embarrassing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure the next time we see each other that we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna beat you the way you beat us. Remember when Michael Jordan said to Kobe Bryant, um, you can wear the shoes, but you'll never fill them. And then Kobe beat the shit out of him. <laughs> no, it would, see, in these scenarios, it wouldn't be the star player beating the shit out of him. No, it would be, okay, now the NBA has a system where they employ people who aren't regular NBA players. But they, right. they have enough skill to make the NBA, but they're not regulars. They don't make the starting yeah. five. They're not even in the second rotation. Probably not even in the rotation. Sorry, what I meant to say is the team's assistant coach threw on, <laughs> yeah. threw on a Wizards, uh, sorry, a Lakers uniform and then beat the shit out of Michael Jordan. Mm. Right, it'd be like they have the 12th guy on the bench whose job right there is to only beat up Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. right. That's a ridiculous way to run your sport. And hockey needs to get away from this thing where they have these guys who are just out, who can't compete with Zegris of the words, with the Troy Terry of the words. So in response, they beat them up. Yeah. This is, and, and so this is the problem from that crowd. What I don't understand is why are you so upset about somebody hooting and hollering and smiling? What? The reason, the reason that they are hooting and hollering and smiling and skilling it up is because they're better than you and they're beating you. Yeah. The person that you should be mad at is yourself for letting it happen. For being what? worse at the game. Yeah. What, why is he, why is he tr trying to continue to score? And also like the sentence prior talking about how they've lost 11 in a row. <laughs> That's why they're, they've been shit, man. And they're trying to score and they're finally finding a way to do it tonight. That's why. There's also a time left in the game. There's like five minutes and 30 seconds left in the third. It is the NHL in 2022. Like, forget the tough guy conversation. Uh, the Coyotes could have come back. Yeah. Like, like on, I'm not kidding. On Friday, we talked about the big hit that was thrown by Eller. That was with five seconds left. This right. is, there's five minutes and 30 seconds. There's still time here. It's, yeah, a substantial it's amount of time and left I think in the game. This and, arc, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, it, I, I did get a few tweets about, hey, you should go back and listen to what Tyson said when Zegers scored the goal. Okay, fair. But does what he said at the end of the game not kind of negate it? Yeah. Does it not? Oh, man, I love the skill. I love the skill. And also, if you smile, I'm going to beat your fucking ass. Yeah. Like, like, isn't that? How about, as Steve said, be, be better. Wait, what did you say about Get good. Have you tried, be better. Have suck, you tried not suck. being poor? Have you tried? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that too. Dude, like, so what if you didn't stink? Boom. This argument is what Kevin Bieksa tried to articulate on Saturday, where he's like, you need to employ guys to beat people up so that your stars don't get beat up. That was his proposition. And, and I because have to give... Because that's the way it's always been. Though. I have yeah. to give Jennifer Botterill credit, and you don't see these broadcasts, but the, I was the tendency on Hockey Night in Canada that I have seen lately, which has driven me... Honestly, for three years, has driven me crazy. Is nobody, nobody pushes back on anybody else's point. It's I'm going to throw this person point. I'm going to throw this person point. I'm going to throw this person point. And you, for the first time in like three or four years, saw two panelists who are very smart, both former professional players, go, uh, "Yeah, I don't agree with you." Jennifer Botterill pushed back and and said, "Listen, if that's if that's the way it's got to be, Kevin, you should change the rule." <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and we're not talking about changing the rules on the ice. I have to say this, okay? So let's, let's go through what was actually called because 
Beagle received a cross-checking minor. Mm -hmm. Terry got a roughing minor for starting things and then be uh, with Beagle. And then they gave Beagle a five-minute major for fighting in a game misconduct for being mm -hmm. the aggressor. So that did happen. So this is not a refereeing issue for once. Yeah, that's the big thing for about once. this. <laughs> this is a Department of Player Safety issue. Yeah. This is a, you need to send a message that the stars in this league are not going to be pounded by one goal and 26 games capped on plug on plug franchise. That's what needs to happen. And that's what's so frustrating is, you know, Kev Kevin BX has said, well, we, you got to get bigger, bigger people there. And you know what? He's not wrong because the way it's currently run, you do have to do that. The way it's you always have worked. To, you have to have the, you have to have the, the, you know, the, 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 what do they call them? The Corvettes or the cruisers uh, yeah. be in the battleship next to Gretzky. Because no one would touch Gretzky if you got that. Um, how about this? How about we just call the rules and suspend players that do shitty shit? And, <laughs> and that's, that's all it needed to be. The refs did their job. Department of Player Safety, as, usually, as usual, punted. They didn't even look at it. Mm -hmm. And it's a joke. And I think that, that we need to really reassess, and I think Jennifer Botterill nailed it, if that's the way things are. Is that actually good for the game? If you can beat up a star player like that mm -hmm. for essentially nothing. It's not like, 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 honestly, Beagle's response was like Troy Terry went across the bench like in the Mighty Ducks and just hit every player on the head. Like the, remember that? Yeah. Like Darcy that. Tucker trying to climb into the bench. Yes. <laughs> he, he just stuck it for his teammate. Come on. Come on. Well, and so I don't mm. think, I think Botterill was right. And I think. BX is right in the world we currently exist in. Botterill's right in the world that we want to be. Hmm. Does that make sense? Well, like, there doesn't need to be a right or wrong in that discussion to me. Uh, it's his input as someone who experienced that in the NHL for a number of years is important because he sort of helps identify the problem. And she is good at stepping in and being like, by the way, that's the problem. <laughs> right. You know the problem I mean? is the problem you outlined. Yeah. Now, I, I also want to throw this out there, guys. Like, listen, I know TNT is a little bit different on this one because they got Gretzky. But on the whole, the majority of former players that you see on broadcasts are guys that did not make retirement money. And what I mean by retirement money is that they played in the show, but they didn't put $10 million in the bank so they can do whatever the fuck they want for the rest of their lives. Gretzky being the example that is not that because Gretzky has tens of millions and TNT said, here's more. Please come on our broadcast. <laughs> And what happens is a lot of those jobs then, because for whatever reason, and I don't fully understand this, sports broadcasters are obsessed with former players. And I don't always think that that's, I think sometimes it's great. BX is a great example. He's been fabulous. So this is not a shot at him. Yeah. I actually love hearing what he has to say, even if and, I don't always agree. And he, he, I've seen his cap friendly. He's, he's, a, he's fine. Yeah. He made some money. Yeah. That guy made retirement money. He played in the modern era. Yeah. yeah he's, he's fine. He, he made retirement money. Yeah. But what often happens is you get guys, Don Cherry's one of them. You get guys who did not make enough money to retire. And who are the guys that didn't make enough money to retire? Guys who played deep in the lineup. Five or six years in the NHL, five or six minutes a game. A and A lot I, and of I, them have the best personalities because you need okay, that. That's, mm -hmm. And that's fine. But it only represents one viewpoint at that point. I, I when know. is the last time we asked Mario Lemieux or Eric Lindros how they felt about it? And Eric threw some crushing hits. Well, a guy like Mario's too busy, you know? He, yeah, he's got he, shit going on. He he's, owns a franchise. He's busy <laughs> selling the Penguins for a billion dollars. You know? I get it. But do you see what I'm saying? What, yeah. So then what happens is, members of the media, us included, we, are, we do have an influence on the people that listen and watch. 
And when we continue to perpetuate one viewpoint, what happens is it becomes like an echo chamber and everybody's like, well, that must be how it is because guy who played five years, five minutes a game says it is. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that the viewpoint of other NHL players is being represented fairly. I don't. And I don't think that the NHL is as rough and tumble and code as you think it is. Those guys are the ones on the broadcasts saying that all the time. But I don't actually believe if you were to talk to the really skilled players, if they were the ones on the panel, I don't know that that would necessarily be the case. In fact, I highly, highly doubt it would be. Do you get the vibe that there's a rift in the NHL, like amongst the players, the younger generation and the older generation? Because I do. Mm. Okay. I feel like this is becoming a a greater issue. Uh, Younger players having to adapt to a system that is like genuinely and objectively ridiculous. You know, I have to adapt to that. Like we we look at the essentially bullying that Sidney Crosby had to endure. I man, I posted the clip yesterday of the game I was talking about last show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you weren't here last show. I was talking about um Sidney Crosby uh getting his mouth caved in by Darian Hatcher twice. Right. And then scoring the OT winner. Uh and his jaw, he never talked the same. Yeah. And, well, and what was extra funny about the clip, which I forgot, it shows him getting <clears throat> devastated in the face. Takes another high stick, and then he got a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct for yapping at the ref. <laughs> and we we talk about that as well. See, Crosby adapted, and you know <laughs> I I think I've you know referenced other superstars in this league. I'm like, well, look what Crosby did. He adapted. C- can we at least agree he shouldn't have had to? He shouldn't have had to. And I but I don't think feel- Sidney Crosby plays that kind of game. He plays a tough game, but he's not throwing like. After after shot like no Gary Suter on on Paul Korea shots no he just pokes you in the nut sure like, he just that's that's his oh, sort of go to okay fair but well and well, we if, didn't like the mud poking if no, it's if not good if your Mark Mathotty slashes your finger off uh, that that too <laughs> oh that happened yeah, yeah I forgot about it. that it was it was pretty that was gross. ugly yeah but yeah the, no headshots generally it, anyway what I'm trying to say is Detroit Terriers the Trevor Zegerses you're seeing it with the Leafs young crew uh, they're kind of sick of this shit. And uh, the reason I'm letting uh, the Department of Player Safety off the hook a little bit is, you know, the NHLPA, who we referenced earlier, and Don Fear, um, if they push back on this, um, you know, they go to the NHL, they go to the Department of Player Safety, we want this taken out of the game, I think they would walk down that path and they would figure out how to do it. I don't think there's an interest there. I don't think there's an interest from enough players and enough players with significant voices in the union to get rid of this because uh, a player gets hurt, uh, their career is altered forever, their life is altered forever, and then uh, the other player is then put in front of the NHL for a hearing, and it's the NHLPA defending them. Yeah. So they're which is the union's job, by the way. So. They're sort of talking out of both sides of their mouth. And until they pick a lane here, mm-hmm. I don't see anything well, changing. It's, it's such a good point because in usually in union disputes, it's it's the union versus the uh, organization, the bosses, you know. But here, it's union member on union member violence. Yeah. And then you're defending the per- one of the person in who enacted the violence against the bosses in the organization. We're right. punishing you. It's such a strange dichotomy there. The it's, other, the other thing that you might you know, not know, though, is that in the PA, who are the players that are most involved in the PA? 
Uh, generally the older ones. And are they stars or not? Generally not. Yeah. Usually, it, now it used to be different. Gretzky, Lemieux, those guys were very involved in the PA. Very, very involved. In the PA now, it's guys that are the third and fourth line. Mm. And the superstars don't even show up. I'm, I know this. I know this to be a fact. And so, I, 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 obviously, it's not a big enough problem for them. Troy Terry, let's say he becomes the Ducks representative. Sure. Do you think he'd become a target? I don't know. I don't he know how that works. All these right now, the Ducks representatives are Josh Manson, and the alternative rep is Adam Henrique. All this okay. information is uh, like publicly available. Are all by those? The way. Who's the Leafs? I just want to know. Leafs representatives. Used to be Hunwick, didn't it? Kerfoot. It did. And then the alt rep is JT. Oh, so that's nice. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. You, got, you guys want to name any other teams? Find their reps? Uh, I would like to know the Coyotes, actually. Yeah. Coyotes rep is uh, Jacob Chickering, oh. and their alt rep is Ryan Dezingle. Oh. Ryan Dezingle of uh, the San Jose, Sharks. San Jose Sharks minor league team. All right. Who's up next? Um, no. No one. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. No, no. But uh, all of a sudden, players start going to these meetings. Mm-hmm. And they're, hey, we need to take this out of the game. Yep. You can't be hitting guys while they're down. You can't be doing this. You can't be doing that. And then they talk. And this guy's a whiner. Mm. And like a lot know. of the Sidney Crosby whining stuff, like we never pause to be like, does his whining have a point? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I grew up with that. Like, oh, yeah, guy's a whiner. Look at him. He's always yapping at the ref. Look at him. There he is again, yapping at the ref. But then you see what he's yapping about, and you're like, mm, he might have had a point. Yeah. And I just wonder if a Zegris, if he was to step into that role, or any team superstar, all of a sudden, eh, whistles go away a little bit. You know, maybe guys, you know, it, it, they potentially poison the well in, in their own locker room. I don't want to stick up for this guy. Mm -hmm. He's always whining. He's got this reputation as a whiner, and I just don't think players want to be involved in that. I don't think players want to be seen as a. I mean, no, certainly. The, well, who wants every to be seen NHL player's greatest fear is being seen by anybody. <laughs> they show just up to ever. every game and go, what the fuck are all these people doing here? Yeah. And they just. Can I just play hockey? Yeah. Why do I have to talk to people? Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. I'm sorry. I'm just looking through this list it's, no, out of the corner no, of my eye. No, no, no don't. No, Dude, stop. they're <laughs> almost all the toughest player on the team. That I was seeing. So, guys, like, why are, why are any of us shocked? Why are any of us shocked? I don't know. I got to keep the it's, jobs for those guys, too. The Department of Player Safety is the easy target here. I mean, you know, George Peros is uh, the head, and I think uh, Chris Pronger was briefly the head. Oh, my God. Which is like, you know, putting my dog in charge of the liver treat factory. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand it at all. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, the players need to be the voice of change here. And I just don't see that happening because it is every NHL player's instinct to not stand out. Yeah. Well, how, does, how does this get fixed? Well, I, at, I, I don't Zegers, know. Zegers ye yells about it after the game. And how many people are whispering right now in DMs and in little conversations? And you know what? He should have handled that in private. The fact oh, that, that he, that's true. You know, he did that in the media, and that's 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 wrong. And all of a sudden, we're going to Yakupov this kid. We're going to Yakupov this kid. He's, what does that mean? He's, he's, we're going to beat every 
drop every ounce of fun out of this young man until he is nothing but sawdust on the floor. And it's it's a shame because this is one of the most exciting players in the entire league. Smirking, smirking back and forth, acting like what Trevor Zegras did is out of the ordinary is hilarious. Steve, every you, clip. Hold of, on, hold on. Sorry. Don't you know how NHL contracts work? What? When you sign an NHL contract, it says like one of the first things it says is be aware of your opponent's feelings. <laughs> Be aware of your opponent's feelings. Didn't you know that? They get paid yeah. for that. Oh, what's so, your what's your go-to chirp? Listen, what's your like every between the clip uh between the benches clip I've ever seen is it's not people going, you know, where are you golfing this summer? It's them going, fuck you, your hair looks stupid. <laughs> you know, your your so, equipment's garbage, you're garbage. So here's the thing. Here's like we're we're gonna end this this particular topic because it's time to move on. But, you know, listen, this isn't a I'm not trying to like go after Tyson Nash. Although I think he was way in the wrong and the fact that he doubled down on it is hilarious. Uh, I'm not trying to go after the refs. I think player safety needs to do something about this. And I think that the NHL needs to, beyond marketing their stars, protect their stars because the stars are what the league has. The stars are, in my, in my mind, like people like the Chicago Bulls, but they like the Chicago Bulls because Michael Jordan played there. <laughs> People didn't like the Chicago Bulls before Michael Jordan showed up. You can see it on the documentary. I couldn't even tell you and, a single a single pre-Jordan Bull. Right. And it's not because, listen, I, I'm sure if you're from Chicago and you <laughs> like the Bulls before that, blah, 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 you can hate me in my DMs. The reality is, do I, do I love the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah. But the reason I love the Toronto Maple Leafs is Doug Gilmore was a Toronto Maple Leaf and he blew my mind when I was a little kid. Felix Potvin was a Toronto Maple Leaf when you were a kid, Steve. He blew your mind. The players... Get people into the teams, and we need to figure out how to protect the great players in this game. That's all I want to say. One thing the NFL did, they made a concerted effort to protect quarterbacks. And people don't like what they did, where they completely neutered, like, even touching yeah, the quarterback in the game. It was the right decision. From every standpoint of the game of football, they did the, the right thing in protecting the guys who are the driving force of the entire league of the entire game of how you play the game. And if people don't people will say they went too far, but like it's the right move. Does Tom Brady play at 42 if that's not the case? If you can't touch a quarterback, probably not. And it's and a great story whether you love Marie. It's hate the him, best it. thing for the game. It's yeah. the biggest sport in the world and they've done it by protecting the stars and like as much as you don't like the rule changes, it's what's driving the business and it makes for a better product because the most talented guys get to play for a long time and they're not out because of injury, and they're not unnecessarily attacked. So I want to end it with, because we've had such a big conversation about Who's the Washington Capitals NHLPA representative? Oh, I didn't see. Tom Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no. That's Fuck it. Bring the list. No, no. We're doing the list. We're doing the list. Jesse, bring the list. End it. End it. Who's Montreal's? I didn't see. Paul Byron. Bring, no. bring the goddamn list up. I swear to God, bring no, the list up. No. Um, okay. So. Mason Marchman in Florida. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it's Frank Vetrano. Oh, okay. Okay. We're, uh, we're it's trying not anymore. to. Here, here, here. here. Let, me, let me make my final point. Finish your point. We'll go through that list because I want to. We, we can do it quickly. We're talking about big change here. Can we start with something that surely, surely everyone can agree with? You shouldn't be able to punch a downed opponent multiple times. Thank you. So don't take hitting out. Mm-hmm. Don't take fighting out even. 
Don't punch a downed opponent. Like, what's, what is so hard about that? Who's vouching for that? That he didn't do anything wrong. The fuck he did! Yep. You're, you can't do that. You yep. can't do that. There you go. Love that. Jesse, I, I, I badly want to see that list. Oh, my God. Do two more teams. <laughs> two more. Okay. Uh, Steve, Kings. stop looking at the teams. Kings, We're doing a skill. Kings Matt Roy. Okay. Okay. No, no. Here. I want to guess. You want to guess? I want to guess. Give me. A, it's like the our old NHL headlines quiz. <laughs> All right. Hey, no. If you put those glasses on, Steve, you're going to be able to see his uh, screen. Shit. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Sorry. Sorry. Well, no. What I wanted to do, because I saw some of the names, I wanted to prove a point that like we may be onto something. Yeah. No, no. No, no. Point, 100% we, we're on We already something. did that. It's like, not the stars <laughs> that are signing up yeah. to be in the PA. What you said like, is repping. fact. We didn't need the, the information to prove it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the NHL executive board uh, is comprised of 32 club player representat representatives, one from each team. Who is the representative of the Boston Bruins? I saw. Oh, man. Um, Adam, do you have a guess? Uh, Marchand is the funny answer, but he makes too much money. No, no, no. Yeah. Marchand's too rich. Um, <laughs> it's got to be. Hang on. Let me just look at daily face-off. Okay. Sure. Go daily face-off. Because there's a couple of guys, but I want to make sure after the trade deadline that they're still there. Because a couple of guys you mentioned have been traded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Nick Foligno. Mm. And if I'm wrong, Trent Frederick. Brandon Carlo. Okay. Good player. Not a star. No. Good player. Nope. New York Islanders. Mm. Cal Clutterbuck. Matt Martin. Anders Lee. Oh, get the captain. Hey. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. <coughs> you All know right. what? Props. Mm -hmm. Props for taking the lead there. There you go. Predators. Mark Borietsky. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. No. He was for the sentence, though. Uh, Colton Sissons. Okay. okay. Is the correct answer. Still, yeah. you see what we're getting at here, yeah. right? Uh, the Blackhawks. Oh. Hmm. Oh, man. Um, trying to think of a Blackhawks depth player, and it is a tough go. Dark. Is it? We got Johnson, Doc, Radish, Kato uh, Oh, I'm going off the board. Calvin DeHaan. Mm, interesting. I'm going to say uh, um, Calvin DeHaan's a good one. He just seems like, uh, yeah, I'll take on him. Tyler Johnson, TJ. Connor Murphy. Okay. Yep. Yep. Anyways. Connor Murphy is <laughs> That's the game. That's, uh, ooh. So, uh, the Flyers ended Keith Yandel's Iron Man streak on Saturday at 989 games. Now, there are basically two opinions on this. There are those who are like, listen, the young, young guys, the Flyers suck. The young guys, everybody can agree the Flyers suck. But where we differ is the young guys need some playing time, right? And then there's the other people who are like, what, what are the Flyers playing for? Put him up on the wing. I don't know. Get him, just get him on the ice once. Who cares? Just let him finish this. Uh, and it's not the young guys. It's one guy in particular, Ronnie Attard, who right. played in um, in his spot, third pair defenseman, right side. The Flyers, I want you to know this. I want you to feel this in your bones when I tell you. I want you to feel it in the chest like I just zapped you and brought you back to life after you had a heart attack. I want you to feel this in your chest. Vivid. The Flyers thought they were competing for the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. At the beginning of the year, they sure did. They thought that this team was going to make the playoffs. I want you to... Let's all take a moment. Mm. Do you understand? Do you understand how, how, how that, that, that should hit you like a freight train? 
<laughs> that should. It should. It should hit you like a freight train. This team has been dog shit. No, but they had from injuries. The start. And none of the other teams. Oh, them in. Man, you know what? You're right. Let's make an injury exception for the Flyers and put them in. Yeah. That's right. Injuries right. have never held any other team out of the playoffs, too. It's crazy. Yeah. It's called depth, guys. You don't have it. And here's the problem with the Flyers. They have zero good storylines. You just traded Claude Giroux, hmm. who was your last good storyline. Carter Hart. That was nice. Carter Hart hasn't looked the same for two years. I thought he was playing such a good game till the third. <laughs> oh, yeah, poor right. Guy. But hockey games are 60 minutes long. Yeah, it's a shame. You have very few good things going for you. The one sort of nice, oh, that's interesting, is Keith Yandel in this streak. And Kevin Hayes, after the game, they asked him, do you agree with the, the move to, to scratch him? He said, absolutely not. So this is the thing, right? I, I talked about it as, listen, if he's on board, fine. Whatever, you wash your hands of it. But if you take this away from him, it will hang over your team. Mm -hmm. It will hang over the organization. So Kevin Hayes, who's like, I don't know, if anyone's de facto captain after Claude Giroux left, it may be him. Seven foot eight Kevin Hayes. He's so big. And allowed to cross-check. That's cool. <laughs> uh, he's, he's like one of your de facto leaders. And you're trying to welcome this new kid onto your team. And he comes in. And his first NHL game is garbage. Mm -hmm. Like Poor Ronnie Attard was a minus yeah. four in his first NHL game. And one of the team's de facto leaders comes out in the media. And he talks about how he's pissed off in a roundabout way that he's in the lineup. Now, Kevin Hayes did not say they shouldn't have played the kid, uh -huh. but that's how he got in the lineup. And like, he's not stupid. He knows that's how he got in there. And that's got to be such an uncomfortable place to be. I don't understand why it had to be Keith Yandel out of the lineup. Why it, it was so important for that Saturday that Ronnie Attard play third pairing defenseman on the right side. Is there not a left side? I know what he's going to say. Is there not I know what he's gonna say. a second pair? Why couldn't Yandel move up to Ristolainen's spot or have Yandel move to the left side? Mm. Why is that so important that Yandel had to be the guy to come out for a tar? You're not playing for anything. Let the guy who's 11 games away from four digits play that game and move somebody else off. Your team isn't so stacked it needs to be this lineup that nobody else could have come out for Ronnie Attard if that was the game you wanted to play him. It made no sense. So the Flyers are uh, hot piss. They are poo. And You just told me they were hot piss. Which is it? Hot piss. Poo. Hot piss and poo. Okay. And they are... Man, that's like three podcasts in a row. I'm so sorry. Um, they're evaluating. They're mm -hmm. rebuilding. And so they sign this young kid and they have to evaluate. Ronnie Attard's job is to get in the lineup and not even necessarily look good. It's to get in the lineup, play, and we'll see. Well, they learned. They, he was a minus four and they learned. And they go, okay, sometimes this is a blessing in disguise. We'll go over this in video and we'll talk about how you can be better next time. Mm -hmm. They can't talk about how he can be better next time if he's not in the lineup. Okay, no, but why did it have to be that spot in the lineup? Well, why, well why? no. So, here's the thing: no, Keith Yandel is not an NHL player anymore. He's not. He's so not good he, enough to be in the NHL anymore. 
But they traded for his contract anyway. Jesse's got their daily face-off lineup up. Do you also have the Flyers cap-friendly? Uh, I want to see the Flyers cap-friendly. And the reason I want to see it is they talked about there are veteran players looking for new contracts for next year. Mm-hmm. And there are young guys who they want to get into the lineup. So yeah. who comprises the Flyers' bottom six on daily face-off and how many of them have expiring deals? So bottom six up front, and we'll also look at the... Uh, we'll look at the decor. Their bottom six is Noah Cates, Morgan Frost, Hayden Hodgson's, well, Patrick. I've Brown. never heard of either player on either side of Morgan Frost, so I'll assume those are the young guys. That's the third line, and they're the trying fourth to line is Lindblom, Nate Thompson, and Patrick Brown. So okay, Thompson. The, the four group is irrelevant. Yeah, but you were saying maybe put him on the wing. No, he's a defenseman. No, I know. I said maybe put him on the wing. I didn't say that. My bad. Who Why cares? Put him on the no. wing. I get you and Adam mixed up Why all the time. Why would we play him on the wing as a defenseman? To get him in the lineup. No, that doesn't matter. That's what he was saying. I no, think Adam was, was... You can do it. No, joking. just put him on the ice for like... Literally let his eyes... <laughs> his skate touch the ice. Who cares? Yeah. I'm not the flyers. They did that with Castle. Okay. For different reasons. Okay. I don't think that's relevant Okay, so let's look at their D then. Yeah. Let's look at their defenseman. Kevin Connaughton, Ronnie Attard, Rasmus Ristolainen, and Travis Sanheim is the bottom four they're running with. Kevin Connaughton is a waiver pickup who makes 825 and he's 32. Uh, that, that, I'm, I'm trying to. Expiring deal? I'm yes. trying to. Expiring why, deal. Why, it's 11 games. Why at this point? Why is, is that we, so important? We know what Kevin Connaughton is. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Attard couldn't play there that one game. Listen. I'm going by their logic. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm going by their logic. Yeah, and I'm trying flyers. to figure out. Okay. No, I'm not defending them. <laughs> Stop defending them. I'm not defending them at Stop all. Stop saying the Flyers are right. Why does Kevin... Okay. First of all, Ronnie Attar is listed as a lefty. Why did he take the right slot for Kitiendo? I don't know. That's shitty. Maybe he can play both. That's a shitty thing to do. Also, let me throw this out there. Here's what they did. They, they ended his Ironman streak on a Saturday night. Against the Leafs, against Toronto, the Leafs, against the one of the highest scoring teams in the NHL, and put a rookie goal defenseman in. If if they anything is a crime, if anything <laughs> is a crime, it's the Flyers management going. Yep, Toronto's the team we want to do this. They against. were clearly sending a message. Yeah, I don't know what the message the, is. The message was Yandel, you're done here, mm-hmm. and I don't know why they they, they signed they him. Didn't, that's the, they didn't he was need a to free do agent. that. That's why this it's is, an asshole move. That's is, why you're being a giant dickhole by doing this so this is why i said it hangs over your organization they tried to scratch yandel in florida and the team revolted the team revolted that was a playoff team and they let him play out the season and they didn't scratch him until game one of the playoffs why can a playoff team sacrifice a roster spot for this guy but this organization who has an empty spot on lefty for kevin connaughton can't let Yandel play the right side and put Ronnie Attard on the left. So are the Flyers stupid or are they sending a message that absolutely none of you are safe? And if you're mad, we'll see you. We'll see you later. We're sending you out the door. We don't give a shit. The Flyers signed up for this for the first they 70 asked, games of the season. Yes. They asked for, for this. For the first, and, they, and they followed through for the first 70 games of the season. And then all of a sudden... Right now, they're like, nah, we're like, done. Like, I bet okay. they tried to trade him. You're the flyer. If you're the Flyers' general manager, you know that you didn't have to sign Keith Yandel, right? You did know that, right? Oh, well, I'm that. Chuck Fletcher, Chuck so no, Fletcher. I didn't. No, okay. So then, so then you know when you sign him that there is a streak there, 
that's available. And assuming this player doesn't get injured, this player will want to play out that streak, and you'll want to be a part of that history. How cool is that? You know what you're signing up for when you signed him in August. Yeah. I will say Keith Yandel, of all people involved here, like he got in front of the mic yeah. and he seemed to handle it well. It's Kevin Hayes who had a problem with it, mm -hmm. who had a bee in his bonnet about it. I, you know, as a Leafs fan, we talked at length about, you know, Babcock and his legacy. And I mean, it was more of a Red Wings fan. So Red Wings and Stars, really, because Stars fans don't, I'm sure they don't like what happened to Mike Medano. Um, but it, it, that tarnished his, that did tarnish his reputation. And, you know, we talk about, you know, the bad things he did in Toronto, but every time you talk about Babcock, you got to go and what he did to Medano. Mm -hmm. You know what? This didn't help. This didn't help your negotiations with Nazem Kadri this summer. Because the that, Flyers? that's the big thing they're going after is Kadri, according to Friedman. And this just didn't help you. Now you're sitting at the table and you're down. Well, you're man, starting down. If you're playing for a team that Chuck Fletcher put together, I do. Uh, like, if you're signing that contract, I think you know that you are not signing up to win. I think Dude, you know that. He's a brutal GM. He's a brutal GM. We also don't, it, I guess it could have also been Mike Yo's uh, decision because he's the head coach. That's but, a good point. Well, yeah. Know. Yeah, that's true. But they make it sound, see, they make it ambiguous, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's an organizational decision yeah. uh, to get the young kids in the lineup. I get the impression it's Fletcher, actually, and not Yo. I think Yo would rather keep the player in the lineup, keep the piece in the locker Yeah, room. I think so, too. And yeah. this is a GM trying to, I mean, you're Mike Yo, shut up. Like, you aren't, <laughs> you're the interim coach anyway, just shut up. Like, if I'm Chuck Fletcher, right? If I'm yeah, trying to run this guy, team. You're the guy they fired yeah. when, uh, and once they fired you, the team went on to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's cool and everything. Like, yeah, I hate. I'm, I'm, I'm Chuck Fletcher, so I look at it and I go, he coached the Blues the year they won the Cup. Well, he also, by the way, was. Because I don't know what I'm doing. He was see. Fletcher's coach for five seasons in Minnesota. I think there's a relationship there. Ah, and I'm not trying to take away. Man. I'm not trying when to take. they didn't win shit. Right. Oh. What do NHL GMs love more than their guys? <laughs> they love their guys. Love them. Even if they didn't do shit with them. And I, I'm not oh. trying to take shots at Mike Yo. I doubt he right. had an opportunity to even have a chance. Well, here. yeah. Sorry, I forgot. No. He's the good guy here. He's, <laughs> well, we don't know. We, well, he I brought it up to Fletcher. Based on what I read mm -hmm. and heard, I, I don't think this was Mike Yo's decision. I'm, so now I'm shitting on him for now. I'm upset yeah. on behalf of Keith Yandel. I think an organization here, an NHL franchise, did him dirty because they, they signed him. They let him play all of these games. They let him reach to the very end. The finish line is right there. You have an opportunity. Just let me do this. And if you want to play that guy, there are other spots in this lineup. And then they didn't let him do it. No. I feel bad. I do, too. And I feel really bad for when this they guy. Were... Jesse, you're so right on that. And here's the other thing. The Flyers come out against the Leafs, and with the exception of the first 10 minutes of the first period, put on an absolutely brainless, uh, uh, soulless performance. Dude. They were garbage. The Leafs. That's a good point. They the were Leafs. like, they came out like, we don't even want to be, we don't even want to put on our jerseys. That was the worst I've ever seen the Philadelphia Flyers play ever. They used to be big and scary and punishing. And even when they weren't good, they were big and scary and punishing. The Leafs handed them several opportunities first 10, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah? And they kept missing the puck? You said something really funny oh. in the LFR about the Sportsnet highlight pack. It starts in the second period! <laughs>
<laughs> oh, that's funny. Nothing happened in the first. <laughs> no, the, the Leafs first didn't was try. So garbage. They didn't try. Yeah, the Leafs who are famous for not starting so, on time. So this is what I said on the stream because people were like, "Should we be concerned about how shitty the Leafs look?" And I'm like, "Okay, this happens all the time in every sport." We see it a lot in basketball, too, yep. because the Raptors used to be kings of this before they got good. We would see them hang around in games, and I'd be like, look at them. Yeah, <laughs> They're hanging around, and then yeah. the fourth quarter starts, and they get destroyed. Wow, Chris Humphries is having a good night. <laughs> Man, look at this. <laughs> it was yeah. just, they were so bad that they, the other team just could give in like 75% yeah. effort. Gets outscored <laughs> like 28-7 to 7 in the fourth, and ah, well... They played a good first three quarters. Yeah. So what I said, you know, people are like, are, are you concerned or whatever? I'm like, well, I'll be concerned if they continue to look like shit in the third. But if the Leafs are the team who the Leafs have shown us they are over the last three games, they should come out and dominate the Flyers in the third. And they come out and outscored them, I think, 4-1. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it. the game was what it was. That was uh, the Leafs. Gave the minimum effort they could and still killed. Them. Mitch Marner just dancing around the whole team. Five guys watching he's, him. He's on a different level, though. Like, Mitch is, this is the best hockey he's ever played. Underrated. Best hockey he's ever Under, played. Yeah. How is he underrated? I don't know how Mitch Marner is underrated right now, but he he's up there in the top five players right now in the NHL, and nobody's giving the respect he deserves. Wait, he's been it, unbelievable, and he's been on fire. How is he doing the playoffs? Well, yeah. Okay. Like, this is the thing. Like, dude, we shit on him we too know. but then with like we talked about those specific games where he was bad can we now talk about these specific games 68 of them where he's been one of the or no yeah 68 where he's been one of the best players in the league that was the goal by the way do we want to move on to this where kevin hayes cross-check michael bunting in the celebration afterward <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. just fine he walks over to the huddle and just like here's a little yeah why is that fine i don't get it well i don't know but i tell you what uh who uh, the Leafs play? I think the Panthers tonight. Mm -hmm. Panthers or Lightning. Uh, whoever scores lightning. the first goals is for back those... to back Tampa then Florida. Oh, okay, great. So whoever scores the first goal for the Lightning, someone from the Leafs should cross check them in the um, in, in the back the, in the in the goal celebration. And uh, if they get a penalty for that, I'm going to raise hell. Because why is it a penalty? You showed me it's allowed. It's allowed. What? Like again? Oh, why are you whining? Oh, about what? The law? <laughs> why am I whining about about? He, he it's right there. Well, well, Steve, there's two sides to every argument. What's your lineup? The f where, what, what's your argument? The footage. My argument is the thing that happened and the, and the rule itself that's actually written down. Yeah, cross checking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't okay, know if you heard we of it. both saw the same clip. <laughs> I don't have to explain myself. You do. Like, I'm pro giving a cross-checking penalty there. What's your... Why? Why? Well, Bunting was probably yapping. There's no penalty for that! What the... F Unless he's unsportsmanlike, which is, I don't know. That should have been the Leafs taking the lead, and then the Flyers immediately go to the penalty kill because one of the team's leaders is an idiot. You're allowed to cross-check people after the whistle. Yes! It's, it's a, the time where it's most allowed. Yeah. I know, which is it's weird. A, it's a thing. It's the... it's. Uh. They have the NHL 22 rules where you turn off post-whistle 
uh, uh, penalties. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. A, that's just a slider in the game. Who's that's right? not hitting players after the whistle real in video life games. NHL is now. Uh, uh, like the game is right now is they've turned down post whistle mm-hmm. sliders to zero, and now fine. you just beat guys after the whistle. It's just fine. Especially when they're celebrating a goal. Okay, it's so it's just fine. It's tonight's fine. really important if you're if you're into playoff races because uh, the East has been. By the way, parody. Lol. But the mm. East has been wrapped up since mid-January. Yeah. When who's going to make it? Islanders have been so good, but they were so far back. They'll never make that it. <laughs> the, uh, there's no shot. The Toronto Maple Leafs have a shot at the Florida Panthers, although the Planthers are nine points up on them. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's pretty but big. But Toronto and Tampa. Thanks for nothing, New Jersey, by the way. Toronto and Tampa both have played 68 games. Both are tied at 93 points. But Toronto has the tiebreak because they have won 44 times and Tampa has only won 43 times. And look at the regulation wins. Each of their last five games, Florida, Toronto, Tampa, they've won four out of their last five, each of these teams. Oh, frig off. And to be honest, like this to me right now, and obviously it makes sense that it would be game 69, nice. LOL. Um, game 69 is going to be the most important of the season. Perhaps more important than game 70, which will be against Florida the following night. That's a That sucks, going into Florida and playing back-to-back against those teams. Holy shit. I'd love but to this know game versus how many Tampa, teams have gone in there and gotten four of four points. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But this game versus Tampa is everything tonight because you're probably playing them in the first round if Boston doesn't sneak in there, which they could. And this could decide, and I think very likely decides, home ice advantage. I don't even think it's the Leafs' last game against the Lightning. May not be. But you need, because here's the thing, Boston also has 68 games, and they have 91 points, okay? So they're two points out, they're sitting in the top wildcard spot, and I just find it funny How? that, you know, Boston could still sneak in there, jerks, but if, if Boston wins tonight, they're tied with you. So whoever doesn't win tonight, Toronto or Tampa, assuming it doesn't go to overtime, Boston at the end of this is very likely going to be tied with them. So you need to win this game. This is a, you have to, everything must come out for this game. You must win this game. And that's why Jack Campbell started against the Flyers. It's a nothing game against the Flyers, but Jack Campbell needed to play because Jack Campbell is playing tonight. And I like how we get to the end of the season and the picture becomes so much more clear. Like Steve, why are you on the Leafs so much? I'm on the Leafs so much because they could win 75% of their remaining games and it doesn't change the fact that their first round opponent is either going to be Boston, Tampa, Florida, or Carolina. In all likelihood. Well, no bad teams make it, Steve. Well, dude, you gotta hold them to the standard of the of the opponent in front of them. And if we're talking about the playoffs, the opponent in front of them is Boston, Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. I have a question. Outside chance of New York. And I know that I know everybody is on the Flames. Like I saw today, some prognostications that the Flames are the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup. But I have a serious question about this. <laughs> right, really, let's be serious here, okay? If the Calgary Flames were in the Eastern Conference, they would currently be five points up on Washington for the final playoff spot. Are you kidding? They have 89 points. Oh, my God. They have played as many games as the Leafs. They've played as many games as Boston, as many games as Tampa. They have 89 points in 68 games. We are not talking enough about LA. No, but seriously, I'm just, I'm just curious as to... I really like the Flames lineup. I, I like the Flames lineup too, really good. But... I think they have great goaltending that can carry them, and lines one through four are real tough. We're acting like Colorado doesn't exist. 
They have a hundred. No, I don't think Sutter. I don't think anybody's acting like that. I think Colorado uh, Calgary is, is trying to win games to avoid uh, facing Colorado <laughs> in earlier than Until the Western the third Conference round. Final. Yeah, you know, I think they know that because Colorado is a very tough opponent. But I really like the makeup of Calgary's team in terms of uh, a playoff round. Colorado's got a little bit of the Leafs' reputation, except their mental block is the second round. Mm. And, the you know favorite to win like the, the Stanley Cup right now it goes Colorado, Florida, Calgary, Tampa, Toronto, Carolina. That's the top six. Leafs and Hurricanes are tied. Yeah, the Tampa Leafs, Carolina all have the same odds. I'm not saying Calgary's done Tampa? a good team, but I just want to throw this yeah. out there. Tampa. Oh shit. Tampa, Toronto, Carolina all the same odds. That makes sense. Colorado, Florida, Calgary, your top three favorites to win the Stanley Cup. I think when you look at you look at the West too, and you're factoring in like, okay, who's going to win the Stanley Cup? It's going to be an e- easier road for a West team, mm-hmm. one of those top teams. If it's Calgary or Colorado comes out of the West, they're going to have an easier trip. You're, we just outlined the gauntlet of teams you have to go through in the East just to get to the third round. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be hell. So I don't know. I'm probably favoring a West team just for the road they have to take. It's just a little bit easier. Calgary's um, got. So- such a good opportunity in front of them. Mm-hmm. They do. Such a good opportunity. I and I can't believe it. Because they looked so shitty last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shitty. And they change honestly very little about the team. It, it always had the talent. The always team had the always talent. had the talent. They got some saves. They stopped hating each other. They started giving a shit. They made a few additions. And they're just a wagon. <sighs> You brought up New Jersey briefly. Can I just <laughs> mention something I noticed on the weekend uh, with them New blowing a four goal lead? So, in the last 10 games, in six of them, they have allowed six or more goals. But Jack Hughes scored in a bunch of them. Oh. <laughs> Man, I got it so bad from Jersey fans a couple weeks ago when I was like, their organization sucks and they're not going anywhere. And they're like, you need to do your research. So, I did my research. Currently, their prospect pool is ranked 10th in the NHL. It's top 10. Okay. They're the, they need two or three more drafts. They've got two top players and everybody else is a maybe at best. It's crazy. to th- The other Hughes, basically, and then there's that other guy. The, the, jer- the Devils are a Dawson mess. Dawson Mercer? Yeah. The, the Devils are a mess. They're a mess. Nico Heischer? Nico Heischer? No, no, no. They have, no, no. The other Hughes. They have Hughes' oh, younger brother. You mean Hughes? Oh, Hughes. yeah. There's three Hughes. There's three Hughes. Yeah, there's yeah. the other Hughes and then the other guy who's, yeah. who's in the... They just got the other. Quinn. They got this no, Quinn, Quinn, Quinn Jack, yeah, and then who's the? He's just the other Hughes, okay? <laughs> There's too many Hughes. Let's... He's 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 Nick Jonas Hughes. See, okay? as the youngest, as the youngest of a hockey family, it's our job to say. And you know what? I heard he's going to be the best one. Oh, you have to. We say have that. to say that you about have every to say youngest that about your brother. Yeah, this, I heard That's what Neilander said uh, about Alex Neilander. He's, oh, he's going to be better than me. He's going to be better. Uh, the, I remember that about Jared I'm, Stahl. I hate to tell you this, Devils fan, but it's a mess there right now. It's an absolute disaster. All and Jets it's going fans, to remain that way unless you guys have like two good drafts in a row. I said Jets. All Devils fans are doing is what Leaf fans did for a long time. What every fan base does. Every fan base overrates their prospects. Right? Oh, every, yeah, we've done it. Because Absolutely. It's, it's hope. It's all hope. I wrote an article years ago where I talked about Josh Levo being the Leafs' second best prospect and best prospect up front. You know what's messed up? I was right. 
<laughs> That's how bad they were. Well, I, I should have maybe had Connor Brown. I do remember you said uh, you wrote an article for Sportsnet.ca about mm. how the Leafs may have found something in Andrew Nielsen. Oh, dude, Andrew Nielsen, like that 2016 team, the players I wrote about Marley's. That is right. Uh, yeah, sorry, the Marley's. Uh, I wrote uh, Tobias Lindbergh, oh. Colin Smith. Oh, um, you know there were so many. Uh, Connor Brown again was like the guy to come out of it. For sure. Like, <laughs> there are so many players on that team where I was like, you look out. And yeah, Andrew Nielsen was one of them because uh, he had 70-something points in the WHL as a defenseman. And yeah, I mean, like, every draft pick looks good in junior, dude. That's how they got drafted. Mm -hmm. It would be, be an outlier if they weren't. Luke Hughes. Thank you! Luke Hughes, uh, fourth overall last year. I'm, I'm ashamed we forgot. The other Hughes. Luke Hughes' names. Quinn. Honestly. Dude, they're all top The last five. two That's years crazy. have been a, a blur. I'm, I think now yeah. that things are going to get back to normal, I'll start to remember that stuff again. But uh, I can't remember the last two drafts very well. Just was, <laughs> His picture on Hockey TV, man. Is it he's, bad? He's a kid. Oh, he's a child. <laughs> he's 18. Yeah, but he look, looks it. He, oh, just Tyson Nath and Jay Beagle seething right now. <laughs> Because he's got a smirk in that photo. Oh, man. Don't you know you don't smile for NHL team photos? No, he's not. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm seething. I'm seething right now. I take that kid's face off the screen. Take it off the screen right now. Anyway, uh, sorry, guys, but uh, I don't think the Devils need a little bit more than what they have. All I was trying to say is they haven't been able to stop anything lately, and it's a shame that uh, uh, they have zero goal. I had friends that, and this is bad, I had friends that sat next to uh, Dawes' family in toronto and that was tough like that's that's really hard yo yeah but yo if you think goalies are weird for being goalies because it's tough to be a goalie imagine being a goalie's family mm -hmm. at least yeah oh. like if you're cheering for you know a defenseman or a forward at least you get to go okay they're not on the ice right now yeah yeah every time the puck crosses the you know the blue line it's oh fuck <laughs> and it wasn't even like you this it wasn't even like his fault. Like they're just terrible defensive. No, I mean, listen. I understand Devils fans thinking the way they do because hope springs eternal. They're gonna have another draft. Mm -hmm. They're gonna get someone else, probably pretty good next year. They'll actually have goalies. Um, <laughs> dude, Bernie and Blackwood weren't even good when they were in net, though. As no, Jesse they were just brought up. They were not. Oh my god. So Bernie was by far their best goalie with a nine oh two. Blackwood, 894. Nico Dawes, 892. John Gillies in 17 games was 882. So, man, his, those are those are Martin Jones numbers. Dude, all 17 games. <laughs> dude, it's like Morazic at his worst. Oh, yeah. Right? And then oh, yeah. Andrew, oh, the Hamburglar played a grand total of one game, was an 829, and I guess is on injured reserve, right? Yeah. That's so not fair. Because they made him face 41 shots in that one game. Yeah, seven goals. Seven goals against Oof, Maron. It's just there's nothing, no goaltending there. Should we do the press conference? Let's no. Let's do it.